episode of the Beerly Hoops podcast here at the Beerly Sports Network. I'm Trevor Scott, joined with today, Preston McNutt. He's joining us. He's been helping us out a little bit over on the TikTok and the Twitter and now the podcast. So really, you're getting like the triple crown here, the Beerly Hoops triple crown. Dort's not with us today, but I'm glad you were able to pull up and join us. How's it going? Oh, yeah, of course, man. I'm happy to be here, happy to contribute, you know. Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, we had some good NBA games the past couple nights, but before we get into all that, um, if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Beerly Hoops at Beerly Sports. Now let's get into some ball talk. I mean, we've we had some great games the past couple nights. Even before that, we've had these three great performances, and I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but um, Jokic, Booker, and KD. I wanted to get your your thoughts on those games, and even if you wanted to rank those performances. Jokic's huge triple-double, Booker's 58 against the, the Pelicans, and then KD going for, I think, 43. And that team's just been surging ever since Kyrie's been back. Yeah, so, I mean, I think I think Jokic is clearly the best. I, I, that, was, that was what the – I think it was the first 40, 25, and 10 games since Wilt Chamberlain in, like, 1960. Right. Like, and I think, like, I think it's only been done five times other than that, and four of them were from Wilt, so – Magnificent performance from Joker. And you're not going to hear that often from me. I'm a Sixers fan. I'm an Embiid fan. But I have to give Jokic his props after that game. I mean, any time that you're on a list and it's just you and Wilt Chamberlain, you're doing something crazy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Booker's was great. I mean, 58's crazy. But uh, did you watch the end of that game? I mean, he, he kind of sputtered down the end. Uh, he missed a couple key free throws. Right. He did end up winning. But uh, he, he thankfully, they uh, ended up winning. Yeah, no, because you know how sick. Twitter would have been up in flames. Any oh, chance God. they get against D Book, any chance uh, they get against the Suns, they're waiting for Chris Paul and D Book it away. Uh, they're waiting for Chris Paul and D Book to fail, especially against the Pelicans too, which is like one of the younger, freshest, exciting rivalries we got in the NBA. For sure, yeah, we got Zion doing three sixty windmills at the buzzer and all that. I mean. Oh, and the Chris Paul, uh, Jose Alvarado thing, too. That, yep. that definitely deserves its light. There's definitely something there. But um, I do think, I want to get your take on this. I want to want to see where you're at. Because, honestly, it's an open question at this point. Um, I still think the better team, and if you put them in a playoff series right now, I'm taking the Suns 100%. But I've noticed a lot of, a lot of people might think the opposite. Uh, with the Pelicans and the Suns, you're saying? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um the problem with the Suns is they get in the playoffs, they can be unpredictable. I and mean, we saw last year. Right. Elim- they put up what, like sixty-five points in an elimination game? Yeah, that was pathetic. I, and I, Chris Paul has has been doing things like that his entire career. The, it, it's tough because then I mean the Pelicans team, that's also a young team. They don't have much playoff experience either. And we didn't if, get the CBI. Yeah, true. So I mean, a fully healthy Pelicans team is completely different than what we've been seeing and what we saw last night against the um, the Bucks. But we'll get into that in a little bit. We also have KD's game. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I think it was a 43-point game. They cruised to a win. They've been incredible since Kyrie's been back. I think they're up to the four seed. And with the way this team's moving and the way the Eastern Conference has been, I mean, the four seed's now the nine seed, and, you know, it just keeps getting crazier. Well, the Nets that, could do it. The Nets can keep climbing. The Nets can keep climbing, but will they? Uh, 
I don't know. That that team is so unpredictable and so anything can go wrong with that team. Right. That's my problem with them. They got a brand new coach. They uh they got two guys on the team with Kyrie and Ben Simmons that any given day of the week they could just decide they're not playing. And you know the thing about Ben Simmons, I'm glad you brought that up, is because you know they're on this not a win streak, but a, a winning month. They're playing incredible over their last 15 games. They're surging. Everything looks good. But it's not like Ben Simmons has been, like, super incredible. Like, it's just the spotlight's kind of been taken off of them because they're winning. And, you know, Ben Simmons can get his little quiet five points, his eight points. But, yeah, I mean, Ben Simmons is averaging. He's doing his thing, and they're winning. So He's averaging eight, six, and five right now. Like yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's not he's not exactly going out there and shining, but they are winning. Uh, yeah, it's crazy how winning will just take the spotlight off of everything. Like, oh, yeah. If that, we, team was, if that team was in like the 12 seed right now, oh, my God, Ben Simmons would be all over. To, everybody would be talking about Ben Simmons. Winning solves a lot. So let's talk about the two winningest teams in the NBA the past uh, couple <laughs> weeks. I said it was the Knicks. You said it was the Magic. Crazy. You know, I told you we got the... We got the, we're talking about the hottest teams in the NBA. We got the whole NBA. We should be talking about the the Warriors, the Suns, the Grizzlies, the Bucks, the Celtics. But we're, we're over here discussing if it's the Knicks or the Magic. And both of these teams have been on fire for the past week. Well, and I mean, I was looking at the schedule. The Magic, their next six games, I mean, they're on an eight-game win streak right now. Coming in the next six games are the Rockets. Spurs, the Lakers without AD, the Pistons, Wizards, and Thunder. So they got six. I mean, I don't think it's out of their own possibility to say they win all those games. Right. And it's been so weird, the thing about the Magic. It's, you know, at least for the first 25 games of their season, when they were picking up these big marquee wins like the Celtics. Uh, I don't know. I think they beat the Bucks, maybe, but they were just beating these good teams. But they were losing to the bad teams. But it seems like... You know, the team is kind of coming together more. You're getting more production out of guys off the bench. Franz Wagner started to turn it up. Bull has started to play a little more consistent. And well, watch, doing yeah, college. watching them play, uh, I mean, they won a back-to-back in Boston, won both games. Right. I mean, that's – one. No, I don't know if any other team in the league is winning a back-to-back both games in Boston. That's probably the tough, toughest place to do it right now. It's a huge market. It's a it's a deep team, and it is a team that thrives on its defense. And this is just the Orlando Magic we're talking about. It's not like we're taking the Bucks in there for a weekend series or the Suns or like a, a well-put-together team. But, but man, we got to give the Magic their props. Probably not going to make the playoffs. I mean, they might find their way sneaking into the play-in if they can, you know, do this the full season. But we got to give well, the Magic I mean, their props. Like I said, I mean, the, these next six games, they have six winnable games. I mean, they win these six games going in. I mean, they're going to be around the 11 seed ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to be right there and just building momentum as you know. You go towards the middle of the season. I, 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 obviously, they're not a they're not a great team, but they mm-hmm. I think they can sneak into the play in. So let me ask you this, and I know it's way too early to be asking questions like this, but popped right into my head. So we got a play in series. It's the end of the year. Orlando has played well and Indiana has played well. Who would you take in that game if they both played well enough to get the play-in? I think Indiana's a much better team. Indiana? Okay, that's fair. And I, I think you're right by that, but 
you know, there's a lot of a lot of promise in this Orlando organization, and um, and I don't think that's a wrong answer either. You know, if we, I I think the Pacers is the right answer. I'll say that. I I think that Pacers team is really good. I think they could they could shock somebody in the first round this year. Mm-hmm. I don't. They're not going to championship or anything, but I think they get in as like a six seed. That that three seed is going to have a tough game. I mean, that team's good. <laughs> And, and it's Indiana. They're like, they got that culture. They're gritty. They're like, you have to respect them yep. if you're playing them in the first round of the well, playoff. They're deep, too. I mean, they, they got uh, Benedict Matherin off the bench, uh, probably right. the second-best rookie this year. Miles mm-hmm. Turner is just, he's a really been underappreciated his entire career. You got uh, Halliburton, who's just really started to come out of his own. He's going to be an all-star this year. You got Buddy Heald, who's, I mean, statistically, nobody likes to give him his credit. He's he's statistically one of the best shooters of all time. Mm-hmm. Right. That and, team uh, is solid. One thing I will say, because, you know, Tyrese Halliburton over last offseason, over the full year last year, um, and even, you know, since he's came into the league, he's been a hot topic. He's been somebody that people have talked about. And I remember over this last offseason having a lot of discussion about him before any games were being played. It was, oh, maybe two years from now, maybe three years from now, he might be there. But he's that right now. Like you said, he's going to be an all-star. He's one of the best passers in the league, if not the best passer in the league. So I want to give him his credit, too, because we were saying, you know, he might be two years away from this. He might be three years away from this. But he's this right now. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he has – he's really shown up. And like you said, he's overachieving for where most people thought he would be. I mean, that Kings trade last year – I think it's safe to say that they won the trade over the Kings. I mean, Sabonis is solid, but Halliburton seems like his ceiling's much higher. Mm-hmm. I agree, a hundred percent. But um, so we went from the Magic. We talked about the Pacers. Now another hot team, the New York Knicks. You know, I th- I think they picked up seven straight, and they've been playing great ball. They've been playing good defense, and their offense has been moving fluid. Coach Thibodeau still being Coach Thibodeau. They asked him about it after the game. You know, are you happy about the win streak? This, this, that. No. Uh, no. Thibodeau still being Thibodeau. What do you think about the Knicks right now? Any any steam behind this win streak? I think I think the Knicks are kind of right on that same level as the Pacers. I, I mean, if they get into the playoffs, they are dangerous. They, they do have three really good players. I mean, you got R.J. Bear, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson. That's... That's a three-headed monster. I'm not. It's not a big three or anything. They're not gonna go out win a title or nothing. But mm-hmm. nobody wants to play them. They got Mitchell Robinson down there protecting the paint. He that guy's a beast. It's just a good team. They're coached well, right? And I'm glad you brought up. Uh, I mean, how could you not bring up Jalen Brunson? But I do want to say the next time the Mavs lose a game, I have this tweet waiting in the vault. It's a uh, like it or not, the Mavericks needed him, and it's a picture of Jalen Brunson. But I was gonna I was gonna tweet it after the game, but they won. So I'm not I'm waiting till they lose. But yeah, the Knicks have looked good. I mean, they picked up a win over a team we just talked about, the Indiana Pacers. They blew out the Bulls, who I mean, if you wanna be a, a top team in the East, not even a top team, but a, a respected team in the East, you're gonna have to beat teams like that. They beat the Bulls back well, to, to be back fair. Back. I mean the Bulls are not good, to be fair. Right. Yeah, the Bulls are done. Like <laughs> I mean, last that, year was the year. Like, if they were going to have a year, it was going to be last year. Well, that, I just don't get how you have, I mean, you got Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Vucevic. How can you not win games? Right. That should be better than the Knicks trio, but it's just yeah, not. That, 
on paper, that is a better trio than the Knicks. I mean, right, exactly. And they just can't win. They just literally just can't win games. Well, tonight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we got the 15 and 16 Warriors heading to New York to take on the 17 and 13 Knicks. You taking the Knicks or the Warriors? I mean, the Knicks are surging right now. Do, uh, who, who's out on the Warriors right now? They, they, they don't have Curry back yet, do they? Uh, no, I, don't, I think Kaminga is out as well. So they're a little banged up. I, I'm taking the Knicks. Yeah, I'll take the Knicks there too. Okay. All right, defending champs. All right, uh, uh, you think the Knicks are locked for the playoffs this year? Do I think they're a lock? No. I think they'll make it. Playing, play probably. Okay. That, that team's unpredictable, though. I mean, they can go. I mean, they get into the play, and I, I can see them losing two games easy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, just getting, and it's the Knicks. So, like, of course, you know, if any team is going to, you know, go into the play and just absolutely crumble, it might be the Knicks. Um, if you want to talk about last night's uh, Bucks versus Pelicans game, just as good as, you know, it could have been, uh, an eight or nine point win for the Bucks, but not really for the reasons he thought. You know, Zion was pretty quiet. He didn't score for, you know, the first 10 minutes of the game at least, but we got to see an outstanding performance. You know, we talk about, I'm not going to relate this to Jokic's performance, but the numbers remind me of it. Jonas Valenciennes. 37, 18, and 5. He was a dog. Well, well, the thing with Jonas is um, this is not the first time he's done that this year. He, right. he, he He's like, he'll go on a cold streak where he'll just get like, you know, like 10 and 8. 12 and, and then he'll explode for like these 35-point performances. I don't – if he – if they could get him to do that in the playoffs, I don't know who's beating that team. That's a fact. And this was, again, without Brandon Ingram, uh, like we talked about earlier. But I think Valenciunas has really solidified himself in that spot or that tier just underneath all the the big names. You know, obviously not the Embiid's and the Jokic's and the Bams and the Cats, but, like, you know, right under that, I mean. In the Miles Turner. Miles Turner. And then I think I think Valenciunas is right there, you know, as he yeah, said. Yeah, I agree. Right there with like Steven Adams, Robert Williams. I would agree with that. Another tremendous performance from Giannis picking up 42-10 in the win. Isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it say a lot about you when you put up 42-10 and 10 and nobody even talks about it anymore? I know. Everybody's Look. talking about like, yeah, Giannis is, man, I can't wait, you know, I'm going to enjoy it while I can and I'm not a Bucks fan, but like five years from now, I really wonder how we're going to be talking about Giannis. Um, I mean, I think he's following that same trajectory that, like, LeBron followed at that age. I, I think he gets a couple more rings, which he mm-hmm. probably will. I, I have no reason to think that he won't be a top five, top ten player. I've All always time. said, um, you know, the big GOAT debate, the real GOAT debate to me, no offense, but a little offense if you got a bunch of players in your GOAT debate. But, I mean, you know, MJ kind of has his big thing, and then Braun has his big thing. And then, you know, there's players here and there that kind of, you know, their name gets into the debate. But I think the real next big pillar is going to be Giannis. I think that argument is going to reign supreme. I think he's going to get the accolades, the rings. And I think, you know, like you said, you put up 42 and 10 and everybody just expects it from you while playing tremendous defense. I mean, yeah, I think Giannis is the next guy to carry on the GOAT debate. Well, I think I think Luca could also sneak his way in there. He If he gets to a team that can you know, get him some help, 
hope. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that Luca is worse than Giannis at basketball. Oh, me neither. There's nobody. Yeah, there's uh, there's nobody better than Luca at basketball. There's also nobody better than Giannis. At, well, yeah. that's touchy, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Like I. I think that if Luca got in the right situation, there's n- no reason he couldn't win a few MVPs, few rings, and be right up there too. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I think. Um, I think Giannis has an edge there because I think you just look at Giannis is set up for accolades in the next three years. Like he's going to get accolades in the next three years, yeah. whether it's a DPOI, whether it's a ring, whether it's another MVP. Well, well look at his not look at really. His team. Yeah, I mean, look at Giannis he's not in the situation. Well, uh, like Giannis isn't on a super team by any means, but I mean, we, he has an, a solid three-time All-Star, Chris Middleton. He has one of the best defensive guards in the league, Drew Holiday. He has the guy who's currently leading the DPOY race right now, Brooke Lopez. Like he has a team around right. him. Look at what does Luca have? He has uh, Chris Wood off the bench. Christian Wood has been just, and I mean, I hate to, you know, come on here and be so whatever, but I I saw this coming. Like, I really saw this coming. You you don't need, like, a somebody for him to take the load off him as a post player. You don't need, like, this great pick-and-roll player. I mean, it would be nice, but what I think really helped the Mavs get as far as they did last year was that somebody else could dribble and create their own shot, create their own offense, that took pressure off Luca because that took the ball off of Luca's hands. If Christian Wood is going to succeed, it's going to have to come from Luca. So, I, I personally think they need another guard there, and what they have there is not enough now. But, but I'll say well, that. Okay, but well, hold on, just to just to entertain that real, real quick, who would be the perfect teammate for Luca in your mind? I kind of like Levine, but like watching him play and. Uh, the last like this year and then the end of last year kind of scared me away with that bro honestly like i don't hate the idea and it's realistic like if they were to hang on to jalen brunson like i feel like that could have really worked like you wouldn't have to bring in a piece like christian wood but you could have upgraded your forwards your centers a little bit but i i really thought they should have hung on to jalen brunson i can agree with that mm-hmm. it, it, i mean it's, it's definitely looking like that right now mm-hmm and, um, you know, there's not a lot of young, I mean, you could say, I mean, that was just very realistic. It was right there in their hands and they let him go. And now they might end up losing Luca. I don't think he'll stay there. Like the first stint LeBron had in Cleveland for that long. If the team doesn't put anything around him, but. Well, it's just unreal that a guy's averaging 32, eight and eight on good efficiency and they have a losing record. Mm-hmm. All right, one more thing on the way out of this Luca situation. Five years from now, if Luca is on a different team and it's kind of realistic, where would you want to see him? Just one team, any team. Um, I mean, I'd love to see him end up in Denver, go play with Jokic. Oh, my goodness. I would love to see that. Uh, I mean, both those teams really, like, they have their superstars, and then, the, I mean, the help around them just is not enough to get them over the hump to win a championship. Right. Because you imagine, man, all the the spot-up shooters, the catch-and-shooters would want to go play there, man. Every That's what I'm saying. Shooter, you're going to have Yuta, you're going to have Clay Thompson going, you're going to have Ray Allen coming back to the NBA to go play That's there. what I'm saying. You put those guys over there, I mean, you're going to – literally, you don't, don't get anybody else. Just go get three shooters. You're going to give up 150 points a game, but you're going to score 170. 
That's what I was going to say. On a good night, that team is going to score 160 points, and I'm not kidding. Like, But uh, they're going to give up 150 because they're not stopping that's anybody. True. Yeah, that's true. Man, that would be a crazy team. That would be a Luka and Jokic on the same team. Like, I'm talking put, like, uh, put a team around them, like, just shooter, uh, Buddy Heald, Clay Thompson, and I don't know who's who's another. Uh, Mikael Bridges. Bridges, yeah. There you go. Put that team out there. Just go out there. Everybody just start shooting. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, that would be so that would be the closest thing. That would be like an elegant uh, Globe Trotters. You know, the Globe Trotters are throwing a lot of lobs, doing a lot of crazy dunks. This well, would be I, was like, think, I was thinking every over. game, every game is going to be like an All Star game. Yeah. I mean, it's just nobody play defense. Everybody just leak out on the fast breaks. Yeah, the YouTube compilation for top 100 passes in the NBA at the end of the year, like 65 of them would just be from the Nuggets. But that, That'd be awesome. But yeah, no, I'd love to see those guys team up. That makes me want to get 2K. <laughs> Go get right. on 2K and then send Luke over there. Turn the force trades on real quick. Just see how yeah. it's going to be. Just- yeah, I, I think about the marketing too. That team would go. Oh, Europe would go crazy behind that team. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I I want to ask you one more thing. Taking it almost as far away from Denver as possible, back down to Orlando. I said I wanted to ask you something about Paolo. Me and my friend were talking about this last night because I was I was gassing Paolo. He's a he's actually a Magic fan. Funny enough, so he's I'm gassing Paolo. I'm like, he looks great. He's a rookie of the year. He has all these 30 point games he's been efficient for a rookie he's rebounding he's you know effort on defense and he wasn't excited about him he was, he was like uh i feel like the scoring is kind of empty um and this was this was a little before the the huge winning streak but um even in i think the game last night paul only had 18 but um but still do you think paulo's scoring is you know as good as it's been shown or do you think it's kind of empty these 30 point games when they lose these you know he gets all of his shots but the team didn't look good do you think I mean, he's as good of a scorer as he's led us to believe he is I, I well i mean i think the answer to that we saw him he put up 31 on the in boston and beat the celtics two nights ago right. uh-huh. i mean that's and that's with robert williams back that's with marcus smart dp dpoy i mean that's a good defensive team I mean, I, I get what people are saying, and that's the i mean, that's the argument anybody's going to ever make on any losing team whenever a guy's playing good is that's just Especially empty stats. in today's NBA because anybody will give you 20. Seriously, the 10th guy on the bench will give you 20. Oh, yeah. If, 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 nobody's, if nobody cares about the game out there, if it's just like a meaningless game and, or yeah. you're up by 30, yeah, anybody can go out there and give you 20. Mm-hmm. But I think it's worth looking at Paolo for a rookie is pretty efficient. I'd say 44% for a, a rookie averaging 20 plus is pretty good. Right. I agree. And that's, you know, why I threw in for a rookie because I mean, obviously if that's your centerpiece. You want to see him at least around at the very least 46 and a half to 47%. But you know, there's, he should definitely get there. 44% as a rookie. Hey, that's and 20 points. That's more than I would have asked. So that's a good answer. I he I wasn't convinced that his stats are empty. And I'm gonna give Paolo the benefit of the doubt. It's my favorite rookie. And Orlando is the closest team to where I live. So if the magic become great, I would love to go to those games. So nothing well, hey, but we, that's magic. We we talked to, well, hold on. We talked about the magic. You didn't even mention Bol Bol. I mean that's Oh, I did at the beginning. I, I said uh I said he's coming on to his own. he's playing a lot more consistently. No, Bol, oh, okay. yeah, I like what he's doing lately. I like that. 
Yeah, and we were are you wouldn't believe this. I think it was like the end of November we had an episode and me and Dort, he had the audacity to say that he would rather have Poku, Pokushevsky on his oh, team stop. than Bull. I know. Oh. Bull and Bull we is... seriously we had to argue about it for like almost ten minutes. No, not even no, not a chance. Oh, thank you. Finally, somebody with some brains around here. <laughs> like, I just don't... What, what is the argument for that? It was just like... I don't know. Because he shoots better threes, but I don't... No, remember. he does. He does. I remember that was part of it. But... He does. He, Poku's shooting like 35% from three. Bowl's shooting 40. Yeah, but this was also and... like... Probably like 15 games ago when he said this. So, it was, like, now it's dead. But I feel like it should have been dead back then, too. I'm looking at the stats. Uh, Poku's averaging eight, five, and two. Uh, Bowl's averaging twelve, seven, and one, and all of his splits are better. I mean, right? Oh, no, give me yeah. a bowl. It was, it was a hard argument. Back, I can't believe it hurt my head to argue about it for five, ten minutes. Dora, I know you're not on the show today. I'm sorry you had to catch a stray, but yeah. we had to put that one in the in the in the grave. We had to yeah, put some yeah. dirt on the top of that one. No more Poku propaganda when we're talking about Bobo. Bobo clears. He's going to continue to clear. Oh, I completely agree. Bobo, I mean, you, you got a seven foot two guy that's out there dribbling, shooting threes. And that is a weird team, man. Well, this year, Bobo has been a great rim protector for that team this year. Right. It's a weirdly structured team. But it's, yes, it is. You know, like all their forwards are their best scorers. Yep. Franz Wagner's been great. I like him, man. No, that that team, that's a solid team, man. I'm telling you, they you can take him over Scotty Barnes, right? Oh, I don't know about that. Ah, man, I tried to talk you into it. I tried. To I don't talk know about that you. one. Uh, I think uh, give me Barnes, but not not a crazy gap. Uh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, um, without further ado, let's uh let's get into our our feature segment. We're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore, the four players, best, greatest, who helped shape the NBA. Um, is that right? Is that a good description of the, well, the Mount Rushmore? I wasn't necessarily going only players. I mean, I'm open to coaches, oh. executives, whatever. Okay. Okay, you got but, Steve Kerr on your Mount Rushmore, don't you? Oh, not even close. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Celtics fan. I can't stand him. But, oh, okay. That's fair. Uh, so, I mean, the way I look at it, I think there's two guys on there. I mean, Jordan and LeBron are on there, no matter what the criteria is. I agree. I mean, that, that, that's no, not debatable. There's four spots. Two of them are right there. I think it's not a stretch to say Kareem should be guaranteed to be on there. Right. And then that fourth spot, like, oh, man, there's so many guys that I, mm -hmm. I can make an argument for. Um, you know, I heard this a while ago. I don't remember who said it, but it always stuck with me because I think I don't it was okay, so his first three were similar. It was um LeBron, Michael, and then he had Kobe. But like, you know, Kobe fans, you can't talk them out of like taking Kobe out of it. So Kobe had to be there. We weren't gonna argue about that. But um Okay. His last one, um he said half the face was magic and half the face was Larry. <laughs> that's so cheating. he had like that's a half and half on his last uh nah that's cheating you can't do that like, no <laughs> no no cop outs would you put one there over the other bird or magic i don't have either on there but if i had but, to pick one I'd, I'd probably say magic but i don't have okay. either one on there okay that's fair but uh, the, the 
So my my four here here's my four, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my four, and then I'm gonna go into the guys that I considered and why I considered them. Okay. So yeah, Jordan, LeBron, Kareem. The fourth one, I'm going Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Okay. Okay, um, I was expecting the player too. I know you're gonna have some players that you're gonna discuss, but t- tell me why Phil Jackson. And I like well, that. I don't think I've well, ever I mean, heard he, that before. He's responsible like for the he's responsible for the prime of three of the greatest players of all time, Shaq, Kobe, and Jordan. Right. He has well, eleven rings. He's the originator of the triangle offense. I, I look at Phil Jackson as just the blueprint for what all these teams tried to do. Mm-hmm. And I I just did, I didn't want a fourth player. It, it was too hard to pick. I mean, I. It is how do really I pick? Big. How do I pick between Shaq, Bird, and Magic? I'm thinking. Let me just g- give me a coach, right? And and I mean, coaches. My I mean, you could tell like when a player has a good coach, and when like these, you can tell when a player is talented and he has a good, great coach, and you can tell when a player is talented and he has a bad coach and a bad system and a bad franchise. But Phil Jackson, that is a that's honestly the first time I've ever heard that, and I like that a lot. That'd be so. That's my four. Um, now the guys I considered, I obviously I, Magic and Bird I considered, but mm-hmm. I don't see enough of like a a difference between Magic, Bird, Shaq, Duncan. The, to me, they're all they're all about the same. Mm-hmm. I don't have a a way to just like if I were to just say, oh, give me Larry Bird. Why am I saying I don't have a reason? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought about like if somebody says, "Give me Larry Bird," like why do you take him over Magic? I think there is there's definitely a a little a higher reasoning for Magic. You could put Magic over Bird a lot easier than putting Bird over Magic, but they're they're neck and neck, dude. They really are. I I think if I picked Bird, it would be the uh, the three point thing where he really helped. He came in the league the rookie his rookie year. The three point line was the first year. Mm-hmm. And he really helped, you know, push it into something that like people actually used. That's true. Let me ask so, you this. And as a Celtics fan, I know I already know what you're going to say. But like there is a, a good part of the population out there. You know, they're mostly 15 years old. No offense. But they're going to try and argue that Stephen Curry should be on the Mount Rushmore. That's another well. I, I did think about that. And I think he really? has an argument for it. Uh, yeah, when you put all the, you know, you say change the game, greatness, I mean, I agree, but I don't think he has close to an argument as Magic, like for the fourth spot. I don't think he's as good as Magic, but I think if we're talking about Mount Rushmore, we're talking about changing the game, I think he has a better argument than Magic. I don't think yet. I mean, maybe, you know, years ahead where we see the game is then, especially we got some tall people coming in the league. Giannis, Victor, Jokic, Embiid. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. You never so, know. Uh, I mean, you never I know also, how the league's going to look in five years. But if it still does go on the trajectory it's looking right now, I think that's only going to help Curry's cause. I agree. I also considered George Mikan, you know, the first NBA superstar. Mm-hmm. Felt like he deserved at least a look at. I mean, his career wasn't that long. But if we're talking about influence, I mean, you can't really get much further influence than being, like, the first NBA star. How do you feel about uh, Dr. J's influence? Um, I mean, I, I, he inspired Michael Jordan. I mean, that tells you all you need to know. Okay. 
when you're Michael Jordan's favorite player, because um, he's a sixer. But um, I mean, I, I, I think Dr. You, J he's got a thirty for thirty. Dr. J has got a thirty for thirty. That is just a must-watch. And I don't watch a lot of like documentaries, like a lot of movies, stuff like that. But that is a must-watch. I'll definitely check it out. Dr. J has got a great thirty for thirty, a great documentary. But um, yeah, he's a guy that I wish Mount Rushmore was maybe like ten, twelve. Basis, yeah. I, I can't quite put Dr. J on there, but I think, yeah. He, yeah, if I had like my Mount Rushmore third team, yeah, he'd probably be there. Hey, yeah, we should we could do that one day. Um, uh, <laughs> a first team and all second team and an all third team. There you go. Um, I, I can, I thought about Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell. I was gonna ask you about Wilt. I was gonna ask you about Wilt. I, the, it's I, those guys are the, the problem with only picking four. And three of them are non-negotiable, really, is you get one spot and you got like eight to ten people that all equally deserve it. Right. And a lot of these people playing in different eras and like Will dominating an era, but you have to compare them from somebody from the 90s. It's just it's all it's it's pretty much impossible. Yeah, I agree. So, and, and then I, the last guy I consider this. This one's out there. Um, people usually tell me I'm, I'm crazy on this one was Dirk. And I, let me explain. Damn. So the reason I thought about Dirk was look at the direction of the NBA right now, how it's going to all these European players. I mean, look, I mean, you can argue the top three guys in the league are all European right now. I'd say that's a product of what Dirk did a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, also look at the stretch big movement. I mean, that Dirk was the first like elite stretch big that was like a championship level player right that was a stretch big so i don't think i don't think he's on the mount rushmore by any means but i think he's definitely like if i he'd probably be on my second or third okay so if he was on your second or third if you went out to like a fifth or sixth team would manu be there or would he be like a seventh eighth team kind of that's hard because my i get manu's argument and I think I mean you have to you have to look at that uh 2004 Olympics where he beat Team USA. I think that's one of the most underrated achievements in basketball history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at his team and you look at who he was playing against. I, I, there's no way he should have won that game. Mm-hmm. But I I don't I can't put Manu on there. Yeah, no, I, re- I respect Manu, but yeah, it's hard to put him even on like an eighth team. But, like, he does have some of that same, uh, what you said about Dirk, like, the, the European movement, the worldwide movement. Definitely, you know, Dirk deserves his flowers there, but Manu came to mind, too, as well, when you started describing that. So I wanted to bring him up. So you're for MJ, LeBron, Kareem, and Phil Jackson. That's a good That's one. Wonderful. I'm going to get uh, Dort to make a graphic of this, throw this up on the Twitter. Oh, please do. I, I can't wait for uh, all the 14-year-olds to tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> which they will. Which they will. Oh, I'm I'm well aware. Trust yeah. me. Hold up. <laughs> Doing this uh, fucking TikTok NBA shit for like a year now. Oh, my God. I'm I'm numb to the people just telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. I saw one of your TikToks the other day. It popped up on my page. It was like, I don't know what a Bellarmine is. Oh, like, yeah. That was my dudes on the court right now. <laughs> yeah. No, that, hey, that, no, that was some acting, of course, now. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, that was I, I know it's pronounced Bellerman. I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> come on, I got it. You got to That's the acting chops right there. No, you know, it works. It works. Sometimes you got to give them some some real basketball stuff, but you also got to give them some internet stuff. And you did, of course. 
of course, you know, I got a B plus in my drama class in 10th grade. So, you know, hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. So what's, what's yours? My fourth spot, you know, because we went, we chalked in one, two, three right away. I mean, you don't have to take those. You can tell me. The, you no, know, the first two are there, and I agree with you about Kareem. I think you can't keep Kareem out. So Kareem is there. But my number three, man, it came down. It came really down to um, Shaq, Bird, and Magic. You know, obviously, shout out to Jonda, but Wilt is in the conversation, I guess. Duncan could be in the conversation, but really, Shaq, Bird, and Magic. The first one to go was Bird. Sorry, Celtics fans. But then it was just so hard. I mean, like, the rings are close. The production was close. Shaq was dominant. Magic was elegant. I mean, I ended up going with Magic, though, just because of, like, the the publicity, the popularity, like the, he wanted to be the face of the NBA. And like, even if he wasn't the best player in the NBA, the best scorer, he did whatever. He was famous. He kept eyes on the NBA. And, you know, at times where the NBA might've been dying, it might not have been as, as whatever the string, everything's going down. He kept it up. Him and Bird kept it afloat. Yeah. But Magic, that's just what did it for me. You know, you could ask me again two weeks from now, and I might have a different answer for you. But I'm going to lock in Magic to that fourth spot right now, which really, if you count LeBron, if he's got a Lakers jersey on anywhere, that's three Lakers up in there. And first stop, up to stop. Stop. That's not whoa, 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 whoa. We're not counting LeBron as a Laker. Stop. Hey. Le- We're not stop. counting him as a Laker, but, you know, on the Mount Rushmore, he's got the he's got a Lakers uh, sweatband on or maybe a Lakers. Yeah, I'll, I'll give I'll give him a, a Lakers ankle bracelet. But OK, yeah. What's the jersey? The jersey's obviously Cleveland. He's definitely yeah, got jersey. the Miami headband on. Yeah, jersey's um, Cleveland. You got the Miami headband. We'll, we'll, we'll put uh, his shoelaces can have a, a Lakers logo on him or something. OK, sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> But yeah, so um, I'll run through mine again. Mine was Big Braun, MJ, Kareem, and then Kareem, who is soon going to be the second leading scorer of all time. So that might, you know, we might have do to you think, Mount Rushmore. When, do, you, uh, yeah, do, you, do you think Kareem falling off the uh, scoring title jeopardizes his place there a little bit? Or? That's why I said that. Yeah, we might have to do a new one because, you know, Kareem, I mean, I'm not going to say, yeah, it drops him crazy. It, he drops, I'm not even going to say it drops him off. But it does hurt it a little bit because, you know, a little you, bit. everybody thought that was untouchable. Like, for the until, like, maybe five, six years ago. Because growing up, been an NBA fan my whole life. Honestly, everybody thought that was untouchable. Well, and then well, Bron- who, yeah, not- who would have thought that LeBron would be doing this at, like, 38 years old? Exactly. You remember that tweet from, like, eight years ago? It's like, LeBron's finally, whatever, yeah. 30. This won't go on for much longer. <laughs> right, right. Oh, man. Speaking of tweets, I saw this right before uh, right before we hopped on here. Have you ever seen the video of the Kings fan that is um, happy that they did not draft Luka Doncic? No. Oh, my God. You have to, I'll send you a link after this. Who do they take? Marvin Bagley? Yeah, they, they took Marvin Bagley, and it's this guy. He's sitting there in front of his TV, and, he, and he's like, oh, thank God. I did not want Luka. Bro, I'm not going to lie, though. I mean, obviously, like, you know, you don't even have to say compare Marvin Bagley to Luca. But in college, I was sold on Marvin Bagley, bro. This guy was jumping out of the gym at Duke, putting up like 35. I know his, he didn't have a shot, but bro, I thought he was going to come into the NBA and just 
Real quick, besides Marvin Bagley, who's a guy that like you thought was going to be a superstar in the league that just didn't pan out? I thought it was going to be a superstar in the league. That, um, I got a couple. This was this kind of didn't hurt me because this was right when the NBA was changing. But I really thought Jaleel Okafor was going to have a nice little wow, tenure. Wow, that, that was one of mine, definitely. I didn't think he was going to be like MVP, but I thought he was going to have like a l- nice little ten-year career. But that's one of the, he's one of those guys that like the Curry effect where everyone starts shooting yeah, threes and right the NBA was changing. Yeah, yeah. yeah if he would have came in the league in like the early two thousands, I, I think he no, I think he could have been an All Star level player. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, another guy that I thought was going to be really good, I, I thought Willie Cauley Stein was going to be just a beast in the NBA. You know what? Yeah, he was very good in college. Oh, him and Nerlens Noel too. Him and Cat were on the same team. Him and yeah. Willie, I, that, I thought they were both going to just be studs in the league, and Willie didn't work out. Another guy, I, I told everybody in, like, 2016 that this guy was going to be, like, the next Steph Curry was Buddy Heald. No, bro. In college? Oh, my goodness. Oklahoma was crazy. Was different. At bro, Oklahoma, I know he, you he remember, crazy. like, Trey Young in Oklahoma, but Buddy yeah. Heald at Oklahoma? Oh my goodness, bro! He, he, he won Player of the Year for a reason. I mean, he was, and it wasn't close, honestly. Like I, I thought Buddy, it was, Buddy Hill's not a bad player by any means. No, but he's just like everybody just thinks he's a shooter now. Like, yeah, yeah, he is. College, like if you would have seen him in college, like you would get it. Um, well, I, another yeah. one. Oh, Victor Oladipo. But that was more. I didn't really believe it, but everybody else believed it. Well, Victor, Victor was solid until he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, he made I think two All Star games with the Pacers. They said he was the next MJ, though. Oh no! Come on. They, I mean, no, they said that when he was in college. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I hate when people start bringing up like LeBron, MJ, and stuff into their, uh, like, like way to set a guy up for failure. Yeah. What about um, Dennis Smith Jr.? I was never really sold on him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that just about wraps it up. So um, anything you want to plug before we hop out of here? Anything at all? Oh, man. Yo, hey, go follow me on TikTok. You know, Preston McNutt. Come on now. Come tell me that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You'll get him. Yeah. You'll definitely get him. You know, that's the thing with this internet business. They're, they're always different. <laughs> Of course, every 14-year-old with a keyboard is an NBA expert, but... Right. And if you're on Elon Musk's Twitter, make sure to follow us at Beerly Hoops, at Beerly Sports. It might not be his Twitter for long, but Beerly Hoops will always be your home for NBA basketball. We'll see you next week.